I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. It was a horrendous effort overall on our part tonight. And, uh, you know, we out-rebound them by one rebound. Yeah, I just was, the whole thing was, uh, we were out of sync all night. And uh, it's disappointing after coming off a game like we had the other night. One of, really, one of the really good wins we've had in the regular season. And Franks uh, played really well, looked really good. And tonight he, was, he looked like it was his very first game back. And it wasn't. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. Give us a like on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and follow on Twitter at Q's Militia. All right, what's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it. As always, subscribe. We appreciate that. The Orange barely snuffed out Cornell with a 63-55 win over the Big Red. Um, we'll give you our thoughts. And uh, as you will stay home to host Northeastern Huskies, Tuesday, December 4th at 6.45. We'll tell you what to expect there. But, as always, in one second, we'll get to it all. First, um, you know, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action in on the game. You've been hearing me talk about this for quite some time now, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and, and win a lot, like playing numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay. Pick three teams to win, and if you hit all three, you could turn 100 bucks into $600. Bucks. Uh, there's a ton to bet on there, college basketball, college football, uh, NFL, NBA, NHL, custom props, even eSports, you name it. Is eSport a sport, Joe? Is eSports sports? Uh, I, eh, I say no. I plead the fifth. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, my bookie is one bet that I know you'll be happy with. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie hasn't been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, as you know, and their mobile site is easy to use. Sign up this week with my bookie, and they will give you a fifty percent deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. It's a great way. Uh, to bank even more money when you win. Also, make sure to follow at my bet my bookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention in DM. Not to mention, they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. You'll be the first to know as new odds or props are posted. So log on to my bookie right now and use promo code QS25 to get that 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code QS25. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so. Hey, you know what? Christmas is coming. It's that time of year. And what you're going to want to do 
is you're going to want to email dstaffo64 at gmail.com and get that personally signed book. Uh, Donald Staffo, Dr. Donald Staffo's book, Jim Beheim in Syracuse Basketball, reads like... Um, I'm reading it. It's really good, and it is just chucked full of information. If you like, like if you like stats and you know storyline all in the same place, this is this is the book um, you'll want to read it. And you can get a custom uh, signed copy by emailing him. He'll let you know exactly what to do. Um, so. Yeah, do it. dstaffo64 at gmail.com. Now, the big news of the day was that the bowls were announced, and it's pretty much exactly what we thought it was. Uh, the Camping World Bowl, Friday, December 28th at 515. And as far as I know, uh, Q's Militia podcast will have at least one, one representative there. Right, Joe? Is this true? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean... It is what we thought it was. It, it well, what we're gonna do is we're going to probably team up with Tyler Morona from the Trademark Podcast and do a little crossover episode with him for some of the bowl stuff, and then that'll wrap up. Uh, that'll wrap up the pregame. We got about four weeks. We'll probably do that. I think we'll wait till closer to uh, the game to to do that. We'll plan it out. But um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting in Orlando. And it's going to be in the, you know, the coldest time of the year, pretty much on the East Coast where we're at. So uh, yeah. going, going to Orlando would Won't be that sound... bad for him. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. Pumped right. up. Dungey's last game. Yeah. Dungey's last game. That's why game. I'm going. Yeah. That's a good reason to go. Nothing because I'm fantasy football money. <laughs> because Joe's in 12 fantasy football leagues. He's bound to win one of them, right? I mean, no, not 12. Five. Oh, five. Oh, five. Um, so, anyway. All right, I want well, a grand today. You want a grand today? There you yep. go. That pays for your trip. Yep. Pays for just about everything. That's pretty good. So, anyway, that's it. We'll get we'll, – we'll, as more information comes out for that, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But – um. Uh, anyways, hey, your one-minute recap is brought to you by J.P. Mulligans. We're going to get into that. Uh, J.P. Mulligans, uh, happy hour every Monday through Friday, 4 to 6. Trivia Tuesdays, every NFL game, every Sunday. And, of course, they play all the Syracuse games there. Go there, hang with other Cuse fans, grab a stool, get some wings, get some, get a burger, grab some beer, uh, get a frosty beverage. And um, if you see Nick behind the bar, you can get some swag because we all know that's why you're there anyway, that and the wings. So, J.P. Mulligans, thank you. Um, all right. Hmm. Syracuse improves to 5-2 and two after scraping up enough points to take out Cornell. Uh, you know, as I looked at the totals on the box score, I thought to myself, you know, it's not that bad. 50% field goals, 8 for 21 from distance. Then, upon further review, uh, you realize yeah. it's just two guys. And uh, Battle and Brissett combined for 45 points of the 63 scored by the Orange. Battle shot 58.8% and was 4 for 6 uh, from 3, and he totaled 26 points. Brissett shot 62.5% and 2 for 3 from behind the arc with 7 free throws. He totaled 19. Uh, Hughes hit a wall. That's going to happen. He finished with 4 points. I'm going to give Hughes a pass. He's been averaging about 17 points a game. So uh, Chuku and Sidibe, though, they combined for 4 points. And this is kind of beginning to worry me a bit. Uh, the problems, uh, huge problems in the low post spot. And, um, you know, Chuku has as many dunks as me and Joe combined. It's amazing. Uh, which is exactly zero. <laughs> so, uh, now I know I'm beating a dead horse with this. You've heard me talk about it, but how many times 
is Marek going to pass up open shots as he looks off the rim uh, on open shots. Even the Dome crowd gasped at one point. He passed up an open three and just decided to pass the ball off. I don't get it. I he can hit the shot. I don't know if he's scared to get yelled at and miss and get in, in trouble. Uh, I don't know. But uh, the defense, not great. Uh, the Orange D let one man, Matt Morgan, uh, keep the big red in this game uh, with shooting 64% from the floor and 6 for 10 from 3. And Morgan matched battles 26 points. Um, I know what Joe's going to say, and he's going to say, you know, it was an ugly win, but a win's a win. And, yeah, I agree. But, Joe... Should have freaking smoked this team. I don't understand. Uh, you heard Beheim in the open of the show. Completely out of sync. Just abominable, dude. It was terrible. I thought it was awful. Like, I didn't get to watch the game live. So I recorded it. Had company Christmas party last night. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. And mm-hmm. I recorded it, came home and watched it, and it was like abysmal, dude. I was like, "This stinks." I thought it stunk. Might lie. Yeah, <laughs> I can understand it. It was tough watching it live. There was a point in the second half where I thought that we kind of gained control and we were going to run away with it, and then Matt Morgan just started hitting ridiculous shots. And uh, to me, that was the story of the game. That and our free throw percentage. Uh, what was it? 13 at 21. So we missed a yeah, bunch of awful. points, a bunch of points there. Uh, yeah. Some guys took some bad shots. Some guys didn't take shots. I mean, Elijah Hughes has been one of our more consistent players, one of our better jump shooters. And he only took three shots, uh, which is kind of weird to me. Uh, Frank Howard went one for seven, shot seven uh, threes. So yeah, it was awful. And, too. Yeah. So, uh, ben Baham talked a little bit about his shot selection as well, because usually, you know, he's been known to kind of get in the lane and make those those jumpers and those runners. Um, so, really, that the one guy there, Matt Morgan. I mean, there's a couple other guys that played good. It wasn't like they played awful. Um, 
the rebounding margin was really close. Turnovers we won by, I think it was 14-10 by four. Um, but, yeah, Matt Morgan, like I said, he was just making ridiculous shots. So, we realistically, um, winning by eight and getting out of there. I mean, Cornell just played out of their mind, with especially the way Matt Morgan shot. And um, if we shoot some free throws there, then we win by, you know, 12, 13, probably around the percentage we should have been. And, um, yeah, if Matt Morgan misses some of those shots that most people would not make, then, um, yeah, again, you're looking around a 20-point win, 18-point win. So we just got to get better. We can't have only two guys carry us. Like you said, uh, we should be able to score more points. But, again, we did shoot 50%. So Right. I mean, but that like that comes from two guys because they both shot in the 60s. Well, 58 in, in 62. Yeah, but, it, I mean, as far as overall team percentage-wise, it doesn't matter how many guys it is shooting 50%. I, I, underst- 50%. I understand <laughs> the equation. I know that. I'm, I'm just saying, though, 45 out of the 63 points, 18 points from the, from the rest of the team. Well, some nights, if that's what it's got to be, then that's what it's got to be. Yeah, I... I agree. Like I, like I said, it's ugly. An ugly win is still a win, and there's no. I'm not even going to. Uh, I mean, if you look at the stats, if you look, if you were to just yeah. take the the team's names off the board and just uh-huh. look at the teams, the team stats, the score looks about right. Oh, absolutely. I think it definitely does. But, um, you know, I expect Syracuse at home against Cornell, okay, to score 80 points, and it wasn't. It wasn't that it was terrible. Uh, the offense, but it was two guys doing it. And that, I don't think they're in this position where they were last year when you have to have Tyus and O'Shea carry the team to a win, especially against a team like Cornell. I, I don't feel like they should, they should, I don't feel like we should have to watch that and I like have to watch it, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I understood it last year. I don't understand it last night. Okay. Well, I mean, Cornell came out in valiant effort, played good defense. Like the pace they did play was slowed good defense. down. Yeah, the pace was slowed down, so that's why the score was what it was because there wasn't a lot of possessions. Again, you know, we, there's a lot of times where we kind of waited till the end of the shot clock to shoot two, and you know, playing against two three zone, that's exactly what they did. I mean, how many times did Matt Morgan just shoot right at the end of the free, uh, the, the shot, shot clock? So, and how many shot clock <clears throat> violations did they have? Like five. Which yeah, excellent. they had a bunch. Yeah, right. So. so, and that's where a majority of their turnovers came from. But again, other than that, I mean, they played a relatively clean game, and the pace was slow, and they had a guy that was just hitting ridiculous shots, and we just yeah. made it more difficult by, uh, you know, having some bonehead dumb, uh, you know, fouls and certain plays, and you know, just not making offense easier than it probably could be but again you know the two guys played well and we won yeah and i will say this uh this from at jason murray 117 says um this isn't i'm I'm paraphrasing here but uh basically what he was saying is since howard has been back um battle has averaged 23.3 points a game and is shooting 64.9 percent field goals and 72.7 percent from three so um you know, that, that's excellent. I mean, Tyus was struggling without Howard there. There's no doubt about it. I just feel like they've got to put it together. They, they're, their first and only really put-together game, thankfully, was against Ohio State. 
Right. You know, and I just feel like I'm, you know, obviously I'm happy that this stuff is happening in the beginning of the year if it's going to happen. But like as far as the center position, you know, when we start playing some of these conference games, those guys, that's where my real problem lies. That's where my real problem lies. I'm not going to pick on the rest of the team for, for the shooting and all that. The problem is the post position and how awful it is. It's terrible. Yeah. It's They're virtually like – they're just bodies on the court. And, you know, I don't want to hammer away, but, you know, I I just expect – I expect kind of uh, – I expect more out of Chukwu, man. He's been there long enough to have some semblance of, you know, what's going on and, and, and what to do and – it's just like a body on the court sometimes. And seven two. I've never seen someone that's seven two like that be so insignificant on a basketball court. That's yeah. You know, I guess that's. But it's tough because it's so just it's been inconsistent. And again, I mean, you'd like to think that the length helps us there down in the middle, uh, but at some point, I think we're going to see a situation where I think Dolce might be the permanent fix against most teams. Mm. I mean, you're still going to see those guys come in, but it's when it comes down to crunch time for offensive reasons, he's going to have to be that guy to come in and step up and we're going to have to play that way because it's just, it's too much. There's nothing you can do. I mean, you try to do the pick and roll with, with Chuku or Sidibe and it just, it doesn't work because, you know, they just make sure that they go with whoever has the ball because they don't look at the guy as a threat. And yeah. it's just it's just it's just too easy when you have a guy when you have liabilities out there on offense, then it just makes the defense just it makes it easier for the other team to play defense against you because they're not worried about those those guys scoring. I mean, if you're out there on the court, I mean, defense could be your specialty, and you don't got to score ten plus points, double figures a game, but you have to be able to score when put in the position. And we can't yeah. even get that right now. At least, though, I will say that I thought the officiating, I mean, coming off of that uh, that Ohio State game, the officiating was solid. I give them credit. They let him play, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, Chuku, I mean, I think he only had, what, two fouls? Where is he here? Yeah. So, you know, some of his play, you know, the over-the-backs, remember, last year. I don't know how many he's had this year, but over last year it was a problem, the over-the-back stuff all the time. But, yeah, um, yeah I guess – you know, there's still a few more games to make improvements, and maybe, maybe some of these guys they gotta stay back after practice and and work on some stuff, man. Well, I mean, I think it's with them. It's always been just confidence. They have to be able to get their confidence in. So, Evie, I mean, he can. He sometimes makes things happen around the basket, and Chuku's had his moments, but um, at least they look a little bit smarter with with foul trouble a little bit this year. But I mean, they just got to gain confidence and be able to just understand that they're five fouls because I think at the end of the day, Dolce's role is going to be, you know, coming in and playing in the middle and being able to come in and be a scoring threat and have all five players on the court be a scoring threat. Right. All right. Well, um, let's see the orange hold a 93 31 advantage all time. In, uh, against uh, in this series against Cornell. Uh, they extended the winning streak to 39 games. That's huge. I think, uh, I, think I read somewhere that gas was like gas was like 37 cents a gallon or something like that the last time Cornell beat Syracuse. So, um, yeah, 39 games. That's excellent. Um, any, any final thoughts 
on Cornell, Joe? Just hope that coach uses this, and this is usually what happens when a game like this happens. Because Cornell did play good, but he, coach is going to be able to use this to um, play a motivating factor in the next game. And um, I, I think that hopefully it works because Northeastern is a better team than Cornell. So if we come out playing like we did against them, we could be in trouble. It's time to hear from you. The loud mouths from the loud house. The best damn college sports fans in the nation. All right. It is at Q's Militia on Facebook and Twitter. And what we do is we propose the question after the game. And uh, you just leave your comment. You leave your comment. We pick the top ten between uh, Facebook and Twitter. And um, on your thoughts on the game. And... I had my I had a guy work in the socials last night because I wasn't going to be live and he failed to propose the question so I did it this morning I did it this morning I took care of it I salvaged the fan feedback segment out of it whoa whoa, whoa. What? What, what what I'm sorry what what's up what happened <laughs> uh, oh I put this guy in in charge of social media last night I was just saying and you know I I I sent him the meme to send out to Facebook and Twitter if we won well he put it on Twitter. He didn't put it on Facebook, but I mean, he put it on Twitter. <laughs> and then um, he never proposed the question like we always, like we always, you know, do after the game. Oh man! So what it was a like, jackass. I know, right? What an idiot, right? That's what I'm Who saying. Who was it? Uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! You're fired. What? I didn't get that memo. Oh my gosh. Joe, take care of the socials tonight. Can you do that? Yeah, man. What do you want me to do? Here, send this out. Take care of the socials. Tweet brilliant things, as I would say to Joe. But <sighs> I did send that one thing out. What one thing? The thing you told me to send. You put it on one platform. One. Twitter. You chose Twitter. <laughs> and those don't even run good on Twitter. They actually suck on Twitter. They're better for <sighs> Facebook. But anyway, I digress. Um, it's fine. It's fine. <sighs> I'm used to it. I just, I keep, you know, I keep, the, I keep the ship afloat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron on Facebook says, sloppy as hell, but uh, in the end, they came through with big plays and moving the ball better for the win. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, look, like Joe said, there was a there was a point in the second half about like midway through, you thought it was just, they were just going to be annihilated. And then they just hung around, and they hung around. And they, I think it was like five minutes left. They took a lead. So I was a little worried. Uh, Jake's, yeah. Jake says, Matt Morgan was on fire. Uh, we did not bring our A game or even B, except Tyus. Yeah. Um, you know, you always got that one guy, I suppose, that you can look to, whether it be Tyus or Brissett or Hughes even at some points, who have really done the work. I want to see a full team effort. That's me, Joe. I want to see another Ohio State game. That's what I want. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to see with this team that has the five returning starters from last year. That's what that's what we expect out of them. So, Joe, anything? No. <laughs> uh, Steve says, Yeah, of course. Everyone wants to see that every week, and you know, it's, you know, it's not going to happen every game. I, I know, but it should happen against Cornell. So for a win. Yeah, Steve. As usual, we played down to our opponent. What do you think about that, Joe? I've actually thought that myself. 
You know, you, you, someday they played up to the competition against uh, Ohio State, you could say. And I guess you could say that they played down to their competition against Cornell. Because they play like that. <laughs> they play like that against Ohio State. They lose. You know, so. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, it tends to happen sometimes, but you never know what's going on. And sometimes it's hard to you come down, you come, you know, you go win a game like that. And then, you know, it, it's hard to get up for a game like that sometimes. So. I don't want to make excuses, but it's just the fact that no, it's just a pretty good job. Sometimes it it does. Uh, Joe says sloppy, but a win is a win. Keep rolling, keep improving. On to the next one. Uh, Lisa says offense looked lost, but happy to win. (laughs) Uh, Steve says patience may be a virtue. It also be mantra for SU fans for this team. Of course, even patience has an expiration date. Yeah, look, I'm pretty, I'm pretty patient. And I don't ever want to hit the panic button or sound the alarm until conference play starts. But, you know, I just, you know, I think they'll get it together. But I was a little I was a little upset about last night, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting a little bit. Um, <clears throat> and, you are. I know. Entertaining game to watch. Cornell played really well. People should – oh, this one's directed at me, I think. This is at Soup Can 11. Uh, entertaining game to watch. Cornell played really well. People should just enjoy watching the game for the game and stop worrying about whether your team is dominating. But I want to dominate. Soup Can 11, damn it. Thank you, Soup Can. I had fun watching. Close and tense at times, but the Orange did what they had to do um, to get the W. Uh, I mean, I guess. I can see it from that perspective. I'm not going to lie. I absolutely can. Um, at Geo Heater, our buddy Geo. Uh, a win is a win, but that just didn't look good. I agree. Did you see? Giovanni's on my level right now. Tyus clearly put a lot on the board. <clears throat> uh, disappointingly, Hughes didn't do much. Like I said, I give Hughes a pass. I, I hate to get him I hate to get at him, but Pascal is not good at all and never has been. Whoa. Uh. But it's a win. Three three game win streak. Go orange. Pascal let's go hold on a second. Pascal is not good. And never has been. Wow. That, that means a lot coming. Giovanni, very positive. He's a very positive guy. So It's kind of right, though. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say he's not far off. Pascal, I don't think, has improved. And I think he's... He's improved th- in some things, mm, but... Really? I think... Like In what? some things. Like what? Well, I mean, dude, there used to be a time where he couldn't even catch a ball. So <laughs> okay, well he can catch now. Congratulations, that's awesome. I'm just <laughs> saying he's gotten a little bit bigger. Seems like he's a little bit better staying out of foul trouble. Oh, gosh. I mean, you said he didn't. I mean, he's gotten good at some stuff, but at the end of the day, like like, like catching. <laughs> Joe, Joe, you just said the, the, out of everything at that he's, he's gotten not better at, the ball over as much as he has. His free throws, really? his free throws have gotten better. His free throws have gotten better. His free, See, he's his, improved. His free throws have gotten Thank better. You. Last year, he was shooting a hundred after every practice, or something like that, and they have gotten better. Uh, Chuku, um, he did turn the ball over two times last night, um, but when when <laughs> if someone has really impressed you, uh, and they've improved in something, and they play basketball. Usually, um, catching isn't on that list. <laughs> so, 
I'm just saying. Um, at Hamster4808-2242. Syracuse should beat a team like that by 20 to 30 points. This team has no heart at times, no killer instinct. They just mail it in. And why can't they get a decent center? Both of our centers are awful. How can you be 7-2 and not have a dunk? Wow. Piling on. Piling on the Pascal. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. What do you say? No killer instinct? That there is that He has a point with that. I'm, I'm going to go through the points that have not been made yet. Um, no heart at times. I don't know. No killer instinct, I think, sums that up. They're, they're just not – they're not, like, super aggressive. And, you know, the fire. You know, where's the fire? Just show me the fire. Um, at a Aaron Cleave, uh, I think a lot of it has to do with coaching. When we had Hopkins, he could take someone and in a couple seasons have them domi- uh, have them a dominant force down below. Jackson Kata, Anuaku, etc. I haven't seen progress from that position since he left. Well, last year was the first full year, right, without him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a little hard to say, but um, it, it hasn't been good. But I think we got some guys coming in. Oh, what was it? A cook, a cook. He's going to UConn. So he's yep. he's out of the running. Um, so I guess good on old Hurley. Hurley there. So whatever. Um, but yeah. So uh, I did not have a poll this week. But I, I, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I slacked on it, man. But is that, that up to me too? Well, Joe, I have asked you to help with the polls. And I just... Forget it. Why am I even bringing it up? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, so we can give something away, though. How about we give something away? Um, get the Q's crate. Go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a written review. If I read the written review on the show, you email us at militia at gmail.com. Give me your address, and I'll send that stuff out. A couple koozies, some stickers, uh, some stuff like that, some decals, some custom decals and stuff. Uh, so... Uh, let's see, Reich 607, love it, five stars. This it, this show is by far the best when compared to any other SU podcast that I've listened to. Now, how long do you think it took him or her to write this? Probably like what? I don't know, altogether 30 seconds? Day. So, a day? Uh, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I'll tell you what, maybe 30 seconds, a minute? Yeah, get on it. Go to iTunes. Give us a rating and a, a written review. Appreciate that. And we will get out the cues crate. We read you online on the show. And boom, bang, bada bing. Right to your door. Bam, boom. All right, Joe. Tuesday, December 4th at 6.45. Um, Northeastern comes to the Carrier Dome. And uh, they have wins over Harvard, Alabama, Bucknell, Eastern Michigan, uh, they've lost to Davidson already twice this year. <laughs> out, of the, out of their eight games, they're four and four. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> two two games in a row. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know what was up with that. Um, forty-eight point three percent field goal percentage and forty-one percent from three. And yeah. they do have, which is pretty good. It's, they're a pretty good shooting team. And they do have four guys that average double digits every game. So uh, a lot going on there. They have they have release valves, so to speak. Yes. Yes, they do, sir. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Northeastern last year, uh, they finished season 23 and 10 and 14 and 4 in the Colonial. And uh, they ended up losing to the College of Charleston in their uh, 
their conference finals, so they didn't end up making the NCAA tournament. I think they made the NIT, but um, they returned a lot of the guys from last year, and um, a couple of the guys we got to worry about, uh, their leading scorer right now, uh, junior guard Jordan Rowland, who averages 16 points a game, and the other guy that uh, is one of their better, more uh, facilitators and stat stuffers is uh, Donnell Gresham. Uh, he's a six-one guard, junior. He has 11 points a game, five rebounds, five assists. And uh, as far as their height goes, uh, forward Thomas Murphy, uh, sophomore, six eight. He averages 10 points, four rebounds. And their senior center Anthony Green, six ten, eight points, five rebounds. Uh, kind of got a break with them. They uh, they started off the year four and four. They're four and four right now, obviously, but um, they had two injuries from the beginning of the year to uh, to two starters from last year's team, um, and they still have not returned to play. One of them, um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name, but um, it's Come supposed on, to give it a shot. You got to give don't it a even shot. Know, I don't the even, listeners got to know. Last, the listeners got to know. His last name is Osseus, O-C-C-E-U-S. Okay. If that's, that would be my guess. I don't know. But um, he was a starter from last year, and he has yet to play um, – but uh, the coach is hopeful that he could suit up against Syracuse. But their one, uh, the one big loss was um, their guard uh, Vasa Pusica, who was I think their second leading scorer, uh, probably one of their better three point shooters. He actually, I think last week uh, fractured his wrist. He's going to be out four to six weeks. So um, overall, Colonial Com- Conference has been one of the better, you know, mid major conferences out there and most of the time. Uh, well, sometimes, you know, they have a better chance to get some of these upsets from the teams that come from that uh, conference. But um, this is not Cornell. They're definitely going to be a better team. Looking at the Ken Palm numbers, I think we moved up one to 19, but they got uh, Northeastern. He's got Northeastern at 79. Their adjusted offense is like 25th. So they're going to be able to score. They do have shooters, like you said, uh, 41% from the three point line. Um, I looked that up. It's like, I think tied for 18th in the country. So yeah, that's really good. Um, yeah. So obviously you know how that goes. Um, mm. so hopefully we can just spread out that zone and try to stop them from shooting threes. Uh, and hopefully they don't make some of the shots that Matt Morgan did. And I don't think they, they have a shooter or a player like Matt Morgan. Matt Morgan is, he looked like a special player. And if you look yeah, back at some of these games this year, I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about that kid. He was making ridiculous shots. So um, they can shoot, but I think that if we can get out there, um, then we can probably hold that line, and we just got to play better as far as on offense goes, you know. yeah. I don't know if just well, two guys are going to be able to beat defense. Northeastern. Yeah, exactly, and that was, you know, that's kind of my concern. But um, all right. Well, uh, we do not have a my bookie pick, unfortunately. You want to just do no. – you want to do another one? You want to lose again? Joe loses no. the my bookie pick against Cornell. He picked him no. to, to clear twenty, and obviously it never even got to that much. But um, hey, but I guessed twenty, and when we looked the next day, it was twenty-one and a half. So I was close. Yeah, it could have opened at twenty. I never, re- I never checked, but because it was right. But yeah, so these these lines come out for Tuesday games. They'll come out tomorrow. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, we're not going to be able to do my bookie pick, but. Uh, Joe does not want to speculate because that's bad luck, apparently. So, no, well, obviously it was right. <clears throat> yeah, but at least you were close in your line. But you know, you just bet wrong. So, 
I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, uh, Bam's son, too. Jim. Jimmy. Jimmy there. He played bad. pretty good. Yeah, nine points. I've never, yeah. I've never sat and watched a game and hoped a player from the other team hit a, hit a shot. And there was a point when we had a pad, and he shot a three, and I was hoping it was going to go in just for the sake of, you know, the whole the whole thing. And it didn't. It bricked off of the iron. But, you know, it was fun to Buddy, watch. Buddy made a three, didn't he? Yeah, it was, the only, it was the only thing he made was a three. And there's a couple pictures of them I saw guarding one another and stuff. And, yeah. And uh, that's pretty cool, man. So we got two more years of that, which is great because – you know, next year, Buddy's going to be better, and obviously Jimmy's going to be better, and they're probably going to be both getting more minutes. So we'll get to watch that, you know, evolve. That's pretty cool, man. It's pretty yeah. cool. I think it's only the fifth time in uh, NCAA history that a coach – I can't believe it was five, to be honest with you. <laughs> right? When you think know, of, right? When you think about it, uh, the fifth time in NCAA history that a coach and one of his sons played against his other son. So – um, really neat, but I would say if I had to guess, I would have, I could have put money on that. Never happened before, so, but it has four other times. So, <laughs> um, that's it. I want to obviously thank uh, Armchair All Americans, James on Guitar, uh, Shopping Town Barbershop, uh, JP Mulligans, all of you that listen, uh, help spread the word. We really appreciate it. Uh, everybody who participates in fan feedback every game. We, obviously, without that, we wouldn't even do that segment, and that's that's fun. I like, I enjoy that segment. And if you know, as 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 it gets bigger and we have time, once we're full blown basketball, you know, there's a possibility of of bringing on another fan or something like that eventually at some point to do some fan feedback again. I thought that was fun. I don't know if the listeners enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. Having Giovanni yeah. on for a fan feedback. I thought that was fun. Something different. So, anyway, oh, yeah. that's it for Joe. I'm Sean. We're Let's out. Go to Orlando. Peace. This has been the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. Be heard. Contact us on Facebook at Q's Militia Podcast and tweet at us using hashtag Q's Militia.